Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we discuss the death of Miiverse and what that hey, means. Sorry, for the... Patrick. I, yeah. Sorry, I just what I'm doing the I, intro, Mark. I I don't understand the implications of Miiverse ending. Oh, oh my God, Mark. Neither do I. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, joined as always by my co-host Mark Mitchell. We have got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including some Zelda Black Friday deals and the end of Miiverse as we know it. Uh, and then we're going to come back on Thursday to discuss our favorite Nintendo trilogies, whatever that means. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Feeling real good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, surprisingly, because the last couple of years when we've done this time change thing... Oh, yes. It totally kicked my butt. Mm, we are coming out the other end of Daylight Savings Time. Ending or beginning? It is ending. It is ending. We are now back Wait, to... Wait, I s- said that with so much confidence, but <laughs> I, I, am, I, I think that is true. We fell back, whatever that uh-huh. means. Uh, if that's the beginning or the end, frankly, at this point, I don't care. <laughs> um, yeah, it's still a bummer that uh, the sun sets as early as it does, but what are you going to do? This is the world that we live in. I was thinking about this the other day, and like, what would it take to actually abolish daylight savings? Like, it would take an administrative, political uh, feat that no one would bother to take on, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like every time around this uh, time of year, there are those like special interest pieces that get printed. Yes, that are like, or you know, hot takes that are like, we should get rid of daylight savings time. And, and some places do, mm-hmm. like Arizona doesn't have it. Maybe, does Hawaii have it? I think it? parts of Indiana don't. <laughs> That's what's so weird, is parts of states yes. not having daylight saving time. Like, how does that work? I don't know. Look, if this is the kind of uh, Nintendo-related conversation that you are <laughs> riveted by, we would love for you to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, on Facebook, we are just Nintendo Cartridge Society, and on Twitter, we are at Nincart Society. And, you know, share episodes. It helps us out um, a bunch. Weather report, Mark. It's delightful out. It's delightful. It's cooler. Mm-hmm. It's L.A. cold, I would say. <laughs> right, which means uh, I'm it- wearing long sleeve t-shirt over another t-shirt yeah anytime it's like drops below 70 mm-hmm. uh everybody piles on the ski gear mm-hmm. that's right and i hey i'm looking forward to wearing a hat man i love it yeah hats are your hoodie <laughs> yes hats are my hoodie <laughs> i think i need a hat that says this is my hoodie <laughs> our guest weather today is from cairo egypt it looks like they're not getting la cold it looks like they're in the middle of a different desert and it's like 80 degrees there. Yeah, I guess they're getting Egypt cold, Cairo cold, uh, Cairo cold, Cairo, Cairo cold, Cairo cold. <laughs> so anyway, big ups to our the listeners. The biggest of ups. In Cairo. Uh, Mark, we've got a lot. We've been playing a lot, and uh, there are a lot of games coming out this week. So let's uh, get into what we have been playing this week. Okay, so first things first, we talked about Super Mario Odyssey last week on Thursday. Yep. That was our whole episode. Talked about it for like an hour. Um, 
And then since then, we have both finished the game. Right. Or right. the, like, story. Yes. Nowhere near it's, finishing yeah. the game. It's a very long game with a lot of moons in it. Um, but we have both uh, gotten to the end of uh, the, the story of that. And I think we wanted maybe just a couple minutes to talk about the game in fuller spoilers, right? So if you haven't finished the game, maybe skip ahead. We'll say three, three minutes. Yeah, let's give ourselves three minutes. Three minutes on the clock, and then we're done talking about Super Mario Odyssey. So start now, skip ahead, three minutes. Um, ending of this game is great. The ending of this game is so cool, starting with the uh, going to the moon. Yes. Kingdom in general, which like the changing up of the gravity there at the very end mm-hmm. is so much fun. Uh, also, uh, the whole moon thing is seeded so well throughout the course of the game, because when you are on like the world map and you can see all the kingdoms that you're traveling, you're, there's the globe and then there's the moon floating there. You're collecting power moons. The moon is visible in every level. And I remember looking at it and thinking like, that's Earth's moon. <laughs> I'm seeing Earth's moon from New Donk City. Yeah. So when you show up in the moon kingdom, it's like this moon of like, of course of course i'm going to the moon of course bowser is having his wedding on the moon yes uh and then you know that whole seat i mean uh, approaching um like the the last like chunk of kingdoms from from like the luncheon kingdom which i didn't care for that much but after the luncheon kingdom to the end i think is all home runs um you you go to that ruined kingdom and fight a dragon oh yeah that was cool (laughs) dragon fight which seems like totally out of character and totally insane um but is super fun and then that the Bowser Kingdom has this uh, sort of like ancient uh, Japanese like samurai uh, theming to it, um, and some of the best platforming in the game. Yeah, in, like the main story. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and it's I mean that's all super fun. The way the Bowser fight ends. Okay, so I want to talk specifically about that because yeah. that is so that last run is so cool, and it's uh, the soundtrack to it is this pop song yeah. that uh, Nintendo has, like, kept hidden. Yes. We didn't know it was we coming. We didn't know about it, yeah. But it becomes just, like, the power soundtrack yeah. to you, like, running through this level and as Bowser. clawing these blocks because away. Because, of course, you capture Bowser. Of course you capture it Bowser. It makes so much sense. Yes. But, but again, so I didn't satisfying. see it coming. And it was so much fun. Uh, and then, uh, you know, of course, then being 8-bit Bowser is incredible. Um, and there's something like satisfying about getting to the very end and Peach being like, I've had it with both of you idiots. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's so fun and funny. And then then you get to the Mushroom Kingdom, which also is like kind of a cool formal thing because it puts it all the way at the beginning of your list of kingdoms because it was the first world you were in, right? Um, and that's super fun. Yoshi's back at the top of that castle. I just, it's so cool. And then like going back to all of the other moons that it unlocks in all the other kingdoms, it's just, the post game on this thing is so, so good. We've got 12 seconds. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let us pet that dog, Nintendo. Yeah. Look, there's a dog that travels with you. We just want to be able to pet that dog, and we want it now. Okay? So, if you have skipped ahead as to avoid spoilers, we are back. We are no longer discussing spoilers in Super Mario Odyssey, um, even though that is most of what I've been playing. Mark, what else have you been playing this week? I played uh, a surprising amount of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, mm. because my f- a uh, good friend, Casey, who has a uh, fantasy football podcast called The Sleepers on What's a Creative Network that you should check out. Mm-hmm. He bought a Switch, 
and uh, had a bunch of people over to play Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And it was like uh, a switch, a commercial for the Switch. Like yes. it was the promise of the Nintendo Switch fulfilled. And it was, we had a blast. Like uh, there were like eight of us. He had his Joy-Con. I brought the Joy-Con from my system. And, you know, we were just passing Joy-Cons around playing Mario Kart 8 for like six hours late into the night. Just that sounds laughing amazing. And having so much fun. It was really, really cool. Um, and then I also fought, finished Sonic Mania. Hey! This weekend, finally. Um, how did you like that last, um, they are not called kingdoms in Sonic Mania. Zone? Yeah, the last zone. I didn't really like the later zones all that much. Okay. Because um, they were, like, uh, punishing, or? Uh, no, I just, I found them less, like, as- aesthetically pleasing mm-hmm. than some of the earlier ones like i thought like studioopolis was really neat looking and then i felt like they just kind of got like a little samey sure but maybe towards a little more generic yeah, yeah a little more generic but it was fun i was actually surprised when i reached the end because it didn't i didn't feel like the last level was particularly like more challenging than what had come before and uh the boss battle was like it took me a couple of tries but it wasn't impossible yeah, I, yeah. I, obviously i have not I, I think i got one or two chaos emeralds sure so there's hey, a whole, look, i know the there's a whole other like end game i could the game's not impossible it just took you three months to beat it that's <laughs> <laughs> well a lot of that was like not playing yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. i uh i gave up on no, that. i mean mark was texting me every night <laughs> saying i'm still working on what, what sonic mania what what's the name of the water zone whatever it's called yeah. the like uh, uh act two boss where you had to um you're in like the half pipe yeah when you're in the half pipe like when i was playing the first time i was i played through and it was with just sonic not sonic and tails i found that impossible this time when i got to it it was a piece of cake uh but i'd been dreading it for so long going back to it Mm -hmm. and uh but tails helps a lot too he scores he scores a lot of hits yeah no it was the game was so much easier playing not as just sonic but it's a really, it was a really fun game. Like I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed myself. Uh, is there any particular reason that you got back into Sonic Mania, hyping yourself up for Sonic Forces? <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually think it was playing through the main story of Super Mario Odyssey and kind of just craving a little bit more, like direct platforming. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that I, I hadn't finished sonic mania yet so i had been meaning to go back to it you figured i have this platforming i could be doing right now yeah and so it seemed like good enough time as any and i am of course still making my way slowly through or like i guess not even making my way through i'm still playing stardew valley right still mired in stardew valley Uh i would say that i am in a similar place with uh mario and luigi superstar saga and that i'm still picking it up putting uh you know 20 minutes into it here 20 minutes into it there and uh putting it away I'm enjoying playing Stardew Valley that way, though. Yeah. Instead of trying to, like, main... I I don't even know what that would mean, you know? To mainline Stardew yeah. Valley. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there are some games that make sense as, like, mainlining experiences. And, you know, I think uh, Mario Odyssey is a great example of a game that you can just sit down and spend six hours playing and not realize that you were going to spend six hours playing it. Um, but, yeah, Stardew Valley and, you know, a smaller experience like Mario & Luigi on the 3DS... Those are those are perfect for that. Yeah, I, I guess I, I just don't feel like I'm losing anything by not playing 
Stardew Valley for like 24 hours straight. If you think Mark should be playing Stardew Valley for 24 hours straight, please write into us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com, gmail.com and, and we'll see what we can do. If anybody wanted to pay me money to play it for 24 hours straight, yeah. sure, maybe I'd give it to charity. Something no, no, like no, that. no, 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 I mean, no, 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 no. You would keep it. Me and Alex are doing great, just in case anybody was wondering. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He's accepting your gifts? He's accepting my good. gifts. Um, are you allowed in that bedroom? I am. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm oh, like, I'm like, oh. I'm like, I think two hearts Things away from Max here. Hearts. I'm like, yeah, I think I'm like two hearts away from Max Hearts, which means mm-hmm. we're. Get, I think we're pretty close to getting married. Everyone is marryable in this game? I don't think everyone is. I guess maybe. It, so there's like a list of all the townspeople and some of them have single in parentheses. Mm. And I assume those are the ones you can romance, but maybe you can break up marriages. I don't know. I haven't tried. There should be a home record. That's option. for my second playthrough. <laughs> if it's the first, you got to be Paragon and then you go back through as Renegade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. So that's what we've been playing this week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. The November new release deluge is upon us. It has begun. The waters are only going to keep rising. Uh, There's a lot coming out this week, starting today with Sonic Forces. Okay, let's talk about that. Uh, Sonic Forces out today. You just finished Sonic Mania. The game is widely getting kind of crummy reviews, right? Um, Early impressions of it are not positive. Uh, any interest in checking this game out? No, not really. I still have the perverse interest of, like, I have good memories of Sonic Adventure on the Sega Dreamcast. Do I possibly have room in my heart for a janky 3D Sonic game? It's it's not $60, right? Isn't it, like, a $40 experience or something? If it's a $40 experience... It's a weird way to describe (laughs) a Nintendo Switch game. Uh, Then I might do it. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, I think it might be budget priced, but I also could be wrong. It's happened before. If it's a sixty dollar game, I think there's probably no way I'm I'm gonna. I can't. Right? That's silly. Patrick, Mark, Patrick. Especially when you know that in a couple of months it's going to be very cheap. Uh oh, thirty nine ninety nine. So yeah, I mean twelve percent with a Best Buy gift. That's, that's not that bad. Thirty two dollars is that's not bad. All right, I'm adding it to the cart. <laughs> uh, also out today is Farming Simulator, Nintendo Switch edition, and on the eShop, Heroes of the Monkey Tavern, which is an indie game. It's like an old school first person dungeon crawler. Oh, interesting. And then on November 9th, on Thursday. We get, on the 3DS, Story of Seasons, Trio of Town, New Neighbors Pack, which is a DLC, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, Octodad on the Switch eShop. We're getting Octodad, Dadliest Catch. Uh, have you ever played the uh, Octodad? No, I, I'm not really familiar with it. So it is a dad simulator. where you, So it's like a, you just do chores and stuff, but you're an octopus pretending to be a human dad. And the point of the game is that it is tricky to control and because you have eight legs and you're just trying to fool people <laughs> into thinking you're a regular human being. Oh, that's really funny. I didn't, re- I didn't know that's what it was. Yeah, like it's, it's essentially a, a comedy game. Have you played it before? I've just, I've just seen bits of it. Um, and, you know, coming to the Switch is, you know, this is, it's time to make good on all of those like, oh, if that comes to Switch someday, I'll play it. <laughs> 
Uh, there's a bunch of other indie releases this on Thursday. There's Rock and Racing, Off-Road DX, Murray of the Witch, Talomir, Spellspire, uh, Koi D- DX, and Super Putty Squad. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the indie gold rush continues on, on the Switch. And then on Friday, November 10th, in the U.S., uh, Mario Party, the top 100 comes out for the 3ds Mm -hmm. i specify in the u.s because in europe it doesn't come it's already out in japan and in europe it doesn't come out until uh like january or something but i guess that's true of everything we always talk about it's always yeah we are always talking look hey we are always talking about north america (laughs) (laughs) uh snipper clips plus cut it out together comes out on friday yep and doom is coming out on friday Mm mm-hmm and then Cat Quest on the Switch eShop. So again, just like a ton of games. Like on here, there are five or six games I'm interested in. Likewise. We'll probably not all be picking them all up day one. Yeah. But I think we need to make a little bit of a battle plan here because there are a lot of games coming out that I think uh, would be good for us to experience uh, and that we will like. Um, but both of us buying all of these games is silly. So we need to like divide and conquer here. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a great point. I mean, this month will kill us. Yes, or bankrupt us, one or the other. Or bankruptcy will lead us to kill ourselves. That's right. Or one of us will uh, m- uh, commit suicide. Uh huh. That'll be the death part. Uh huh. And then the other person will be bankrupted by the funeral fees. Right. For the of, other. Because of course. Uh, of course. Right. Well, well, we as d- because we do this podcast together, right. we are we are responsible, responsible for each other's yeah. right for our, each other's death costs. Um but yeah, Doom, Snipper Clips, uh Mario Party. Oh, the other thing coming out on um Friday are the new Zelda amiibos. Oh, that's right. Oh wait, really? The not the champions amiibos. Yes. Oh. So this is we can talk let's talk about this. Um the Zelda Champions Ballad um, DLC is still loosely dated for some time this year um, with no firm date. However, the Champion Amiibos are coming out this Friday. So there is still speculation that we may be surprised on Friday or maybe tomorrow during uh, the Xenoblade Direct with the news, hey, uh, also here's the, the Champions Ballad DLC. It's the... On the one hand, it seems like a weird thing for me to me that they would just spring on people. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, when's the good time? Well, and also like, I mean, I I guess I was expecting some sort of like direct or something like that. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it's like a lot of people have already bought the DLC, so it doesn't really matter Great point. necessarily mm-hmm. like how much of a marketing push there is leading up to it. I don't really know. It'll be really interesting to see how they handle this. It also I'm kind of like uh what why do you at this point even need to like put something else out to make zelda more attractive like it's already pretty attractive you know and like to make the switch more attractive like zelda and mario already exist uh like sweetening the pot with this champions ballad dlc seems like you know on on one hand i'm like yeah get it out before the holiday rush so people can be like wow that zelda's even better is that going to make more people buy switches well on in and on the other hand i would kind of rather that it show up like early next year in more of a dead zone yeah 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 when i'll have more time to play it versus now when 
I, I don't know. I'm going to be buying games these next two weeks that I don't know when I'm going to have a chance to play them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They're, they're going to be... I also grabbed a uh, a uh, mini SD ca- micro SD card um, so I can start throwing large <laughs> third-party games onto my Switch. And they're getting big. Like, uh, L.A. Noir is going to be big. L.A. Noir is huge. Doom is big. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Skyrim is going to be large. Yeah, so we, we've, we've got some big games incoming. Um, oh, Mark, what a, what a time to be alive. <laughs> should we get into the news? Let's get into the news. No, we should not. <laughs> we should not. We'll go back. <laughs> go ahead. We should go into 433. Oh, let's go into 433. I could have just played the music. <laughs> We're getting into 433. Uh, I mean, uh, let's, let's get out of the new releases. Which, of course, and obviously means that it's time for a regular segment on this show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark, I believe you have a... I have a question for you. Yes, yes. yes. Okay. So... Uh, death is not an option. Okay. Okay. All right. For the rest of your life, mm-hmm. for every meal, three meals a day, you have to eat at one of these two places, either Taco Bell uh-huh. or McDonald's. Which one do you choose and why? Okay. So, uh, these are full service Taco Bells or McDonald's. Like, it's, what's it's, the alternative? I mean, it's not like an airport version or like... Or sometimes is it like an airport for like I just I just want to know if it's like the full like normal thing. Oh y- yeah 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 it's the full normal thing like. And the Taco Bell is not a Taco Bell Pizza Hut. It's not no. a Taco Bell KFC. No okay. no no. Um. So I, as you know, do not eat meat. Mm-hmm. So I think for me the answer has to be Taco Bell. Okay. Because I don't really know what I eat at McDonald's other than like an egg McMuffin without the ham thing. Well, what about salads? What about salads? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm asking you. Um, is there like a taco salad that I can have at, uh, at Taco Bell? I don't know. Well, no, I, I, oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I assume that if you were like, I was just asking a question about the menu, Mark. I assume they have, <laughs> so, I assume they have, I think they have some sort of, taco mm-hmm. salad or some sort of salad at taco bell that would make sense to me okay. i know they definitely do at mcdonald's they definitely right they've got those like cups of salads right no they have like a real like it's actual, like a real like, salad? actual salad okay, okay. yeah i guess it's been a while since i uh had a salad from mcdonald's um let's weigh the pros and cons of this okay um so mcdonald's you got better sodas and better drinks in general because it's coconut pepsi because it's coconut pepsi and because they have like coffee and stuff I Taco see, Bell doesn't doesn't they can't possibly have coffee, right? I think if you wanted to order coffee at Taco Bell, they would make you coffee. Mm, they would make me coffee. Well, I, I, I <laughs> so I can do like special orders with these people. <laughs> Is it the same Taco Bell? Do they know me when I go in? Are they like, hey, Patrick? Yeah, sure. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I. Oh, geez. Um. I don't know, Mark. What? What? what how? How do you approach this question? So. I guess the way I'm looking at it is 
every meal for the rest of my life. Right. So you need some kind of like versatility there. Either that or I just want to like eat, die. <laughs> so do I eat the thing that's worse for me uh-huh. and hope for death? Right. Or, or do I make the b- best of a bad situation mm-hmm. and try to find the one that'll bring me the most nutrients? Okay. So here's a good question. Which of those in, which of those restaurants do you think you could kill yourself with <laughs> fastest by eating their food? So I feel like McDonald's, I, I guess that in both scenarios, my answer would be McDonald's because I think it would be easier mm-hmm. to kill yourself with food for <laughs> With food for McDonald's. Right. And so you're just saying, like, have a Big Mac and a 20-piece chicken McNugget for every meal. Yeah. And, like, a shake. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so, I mean, I don't think you'll... It's still going to be a slow death, It's going to be a slow... I mean, there's no good way to do this. A slow, delicious death. <laughs> um, but I guess in my head, I'm th- I feel like McDonald's has more variety. If nothing else, they have breakfast all day. Right. So breakfast is clutch. However. Taco Bell just introduced this breakfast taco where the egg is the shell. Have you seen this? What? The egg is the shell. That doesn't seem possible. They f- <laughs> well, believe it, my friend. <laughs> they take an egg or a, some sort of egg goo and like fry it up in a pan so that it's like solid enough for you to hold it in your hand. And there's like hash browns and some other junk in it. It has to have egg in it, but it can't purely just be egg. I don't know. I, I mean, you're, you're probably right. Nothing that you're eating at any of these restaurants is just what it claims to be. It is also preservatives and sodium, and I guess those are the same thing. But, like, yeah, there's, it's certainly more than egg. But a, li- a little off really topic, but did else. you ever have... I'm going to go out on a limb and say the answer is no, but maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, one of those Dorito shell... Tacos, Doritos, Taco Locos? No, I've never had uh, one of those. I don't think they still do them. I think they do. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, we will well, never we, know. We will never know how we would land on that. Uh, we were accompanied today by the Victoria Symphony Orchestra. Uh, Mark, now it's time for us to get into the news. Today, Tuesday, November 7th, there will be a Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, the broadcast starts at 6 a.m. Pacific time, which means... Only our most dedicated fans <laughs> will have listened to this before uh, watching the direct, I think. <laughs> which, of course, is you, dear listener. Right, because you download and uh, rate and review the second, right, the right second it, it posts. At 12 o'clock midnight and one second. Right. You well, are, like, on it. And you are skipping ahead to 26 minutes into this podcast? <laughs> yes. Because you know that's where the juicy stuff happens. Mm-hmm. 26 minutes You get in. to the meat of it 26 minutes yeah, in. Yeah, you know Patrick and Mark are going to screw around for 26 <laughs> minutes before they get to the news? Exactly. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Direct. Uh, Mark, we have no idea what to expect from this thing, right? Right. And what is our level of caring? Mm. Well, I guess I will say that I'm interested and I would like to to anticipate this game but nothing's i've seen so far has really sold me on it except for the that weird crazy like video that the japanese xenoblade uh twitter uh profile put out of like it's this girl this little like oh yes the thing that's cool girl type thing Mm -hmm. who has what appear to be enormous mechanical like buff man arms and she's like training, so she's like doing push-ups and like army crawling. I have no clue what's going on, but that is the one thing I have seen from this game. 
that has made me go, huh. So d- does that, because for me, I'm still looking at this as like, it looks like anime nonsense to me. Um, and if it can like tip the scales into the like, we know we're nonsense and we're having fun with it, uh, you know, into that realm, then I think I can get on board. And this uh, schoolgirl with giant beefy man arms uh, sounds great to me. <laughs> uh, I wonder if that would be enough, enough to get me excited about it. Because at, at the moment, I don't know what it can show me that would make me go like, oh, wow, now I'm excited for Xenoblade, you know? Well, especially like what it could show me that would also balance against everything that we've seen that came before. Yes. You know what I mean? Every new thing that I've seen for this game has made me less interested in it. I don't mind, like, I the idea of this game is really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of the world. I like the idea of playing a big RPG like on the on the Switch. Yeah. It's really comes down to like the aesthetics for me. And not just like the character design, but like all like all of it. Like we even when we saw in like the the battle footage, like the UI is very um, it looks like it's a mess. And mind you, that, yeah. that that's from us like looking at it and not understanding it at all. But it right. looks like there are too many things on that screen. Um, and like, you know, I just think about, you know, every time I've watched, uh, you know, footage for these uh, things on, you know, for, from directs or whatever, um, I'm watching it on like a computer or on my phone. And I just, I imagine all of those like extra windows and menus on the, like the handheld switch screen. And like, it just, Seems like it's going to be so small and like I'm not going to, I feel like I'm going to be overwhelmed by it. Um, but, you know, it'll probably be introduced gradually. Um, but yeah, I don't, I just, I am not feeling it yet. Yeah, I'm not feeling it yet, but I am looking, I, for that reason, I'm looking forward to this direct mm-hmm. because it's kind of, it seems like it'll be like kind of the last hurrah before the game is released on December 1st. Right. And so, Hopefully they're putting their best foot forward and we will kind of, I guess I'm hoping to wrap my head around what this game is and why I should want to play it. Yeah. And I mean, I think that is a, a case that Nintendo needs to make, right? Like, um, I don't think you really need to make a case for play a new Zelda game or play a new Mario game. They did that, you know, then they did so convincingly and then had great games to back them up. Um, but I feel like Xenoblade requires a pitch and I don't think we've seen that yet. Um, and so I wonder, I wonder if this is, uh, like if they're reading the response to, um, the last Nintendo direct, which committed like 15 minutes to, uh, Xenoblade two. And, you know, I, I know when I rewatched it to prepare for our show, I like the Xenoblade part started and I was like, I'm going to get up and make a snack. You know? Oh like, yeah, totally. Was it really 15 minutes or cause it felt like 15 minutes. It could have been two hours, Mark. <laughs> I don't know. It felt long. It felt like a, a large portion of that direct was taken up with Xenoblade Chronicles nonsense. We of course will be talking about any news from the direct next week. So look forward to that. Mm-hmm. Today is also the final day for Miiverse on the Wii U and 3DS. At 10 p.m. Pacific time, all Miiverse functionality will cease to operate. Wow. So at the time of this recording, there's uh, less than an hour of, of Miiverse left. No, at this time, at the time of this recording, there is uh, oh, 25 hours. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. I'm there. We're recording in the past. Uh, yeah. Okay. So let's let's talk about this okay we don't totally 
know or understand or use Miiverse in any meaningful way, right? Yeah, I so I have not used it at all on my 3DS, uh, where it was available and functional. Uh, I'm curious to know if you used it at all in your on your Wii U. So just a little bit, but not in any way that like engaged the specific communities. Um, like I mostly used its in-game functionality for. Uh, Super Mario Maker and Super Mario 3D World and Smash Brothers and Splatoon. So, you know, I would draw little posts and put them up and then people would give them yes. Um, and that's all fun and stuff. And it's cool to see, um, you know, you can like write feedback for people on their Super Mario Maker levels, which is fun. Um, and then have people respond to those. Um, but like, I know that there's like a whole little world, a whole like social network built up around like community subjects, um, that people posted and, uh, wrote stuff and drew stuff and all that's going away. Uh, and I was just blissfully un, uh, you know, unaware of it, ignorant of it, I guess. I, I do think it, like, it's a little, little bit of a bummer that the functionality, because it's integrated into some of these games. You know, mm -hmm. the games will uh, suffer a little bit, especially something like Super Smash Brothers for Wii U, where tourney mode just isn't a thing anymore because yeah. it was all dependent on Miiverse. Like, that's kind of a bummer, especially so soon after the Wii U was kind of sunsetted. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's, uh, I think it's nice, the thought that they are just moving on, right? Like that. Yeah, I, I get it. The Wii U's time. Look, Mark, stop making an argument to perpetuate the Wii U on into the future. It's obviously the point you're trying to make. Uh, if you are somebody who participated in Miiverse and, you know, some of the drawings and things were, that people were able to create for Splatoon and stuff like that were pretty cool and amazing, mm -hmm. you can uh, download an archive of all of that stuff from the Nintendo website. And if you go to Miiverse, there are some instructions on how to do that. So it's possible to collect all of that for your own personal use in the future but yeah uh at 10 p.m tuesday all it's just all gone kaputski yeah done no more meverse replaced by nothing <laughs> uh nintendo's putting out some zelda related bundles for black friday they include the legend of zelda ocarina of time 3d 2ds bundle uh, for seventy nine ninety nine, it's green and comes with the game pre installed. We talked about this briefly in uh in passing in last week's episode that they were releasing a special edition two DS. It has that classic like NES era Link tunic color um green green mm -hmm. and yellow, mm -hmm. and uh and then it comes with the, the download 2DS code wedge shape. It yeah, is not yeah, the right. old uh two DS. Right, and then it. It comes with the download code for Ocarina of Time 3D, uh, which for is eighty bucks. Yeah, it's such a good deal. The 3DS is such a has such a crazy library of games. Yeah, and I mean, I it, it may be um in the like select series now, um Ocarina of Time, but you know when it came out, that was a forty dollar game. So like that's a that's it's still a it's twenty. A deal. Yeah. yeah, it's still a twenty dollar game. Yeah, absolutely. So like you're still getting a deal. Um, and also that in, for, for me, that is the best way to play Ocarina of Time. So, 
you know, if you haven't played it in a very long time or are looking for an easy way to get into the 3DS library, that's a way. We also talked about the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild Explorers Edition Yep. last week. It was rumored then. It's fact now. Mm-hmm. Rumor to fact instead of rumor to nothing, which is <laughs> more frequently the case. Uh, yeah, so it comes with like a kind of like a lore book and a two-sided map and mm-hmm. it, it just seems like i think it's the same price as the regular edition so it just seems like talked about a little bit earlier incentivizing people to buy maybe incentivizing people to double dip yeah you know what i find interesting about this which almost certainly is for double dipping that's that's a great point um what i find interesting is that the collector's edition does not come with the dlc right right they're still they're still gonna sell that to you um which, like anyone else, a year later, uh, Horizon is a great example uh, on the PlayStation. Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, whatever they're calling it, uh, the collector's edition, whatever that's coming out um, in December, has the DLC with it for free. And it's like 40 bucks. Yeah, it would be. So, it, it seems like if they were going to do one of those game of the year editions, yes. that the Explorer's edition would be it. But Nintendo doesn't really. I mean, I guess Nintendo hasn't really done dlc to this extent before in the past yeah i mean i guess the only other exception would be uh mario kart 8 and i suppose you could count mario (laughs) kart 8 deluxe as mario kart 8 with the dlc packed into it that's true but if nintendo was going to do that (laughs) it was going to do a game of the year edition this would be it right and it's not and it's not uh okay so we rag on capcom a lot for their tepid switch support. We talk about it pretty much every week. Look, 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 you and I are pretty, we like, we're pretty, first of all. Ending that sentence, we're pretty. <laughs> Period. Period. But we are pretty interested in Capcom as a publisher. We want Capcom to be good, and we want them to put stuff on Switch. That's right. So that's why we talk about it a lot. But we don't give EA a lot of crap, and maybe we should. Do, well, here's the thing, though. Do we care about EA? Well, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in theory I do. Right. Uh, EA doesn't publish games often that I am incredibly interested in. Mm-hmm. But I think I am uh excited by the the idea of EA publishing games on Switch only because I want Switch to be successful and I want there to be third party support for it. Right. That's kind of my like hope for the game for the system. Right. So it, it's sort of just like a general like health of the Switch ecosystem that you're Yeah, I think yeah. so. But uh I mean again, if Battlefront 2, yes. Star Wars Battlefront 2 was coming to Switch, mm-hmm. I would a hundred times buy it. Yeah. I mean maybe you I would, would only buy it, buy it once. You would buy it once. <laughs> I would buy it once. We would play it together. <laughs> uh, Between the two of us we'd buy it twice. But it's not in an interview with the Wall Street Journal, EA's Blake Jorgensen says the company is waiting until the Switch has been out on the market for a full year before deciding whether to bring more games to the platform. He also added that it's, that it's too early to tell if FIFA 18 on Switch has been successful. Uh, EA wants to, quote, fully understand what the demand is before committing additional resources. And look, this makes sense given the kind of games that EA publishes. Mm-hmm. Right? EA's whole thing is um big huge budget top of the line load that bad boy up with voice acting yeah Mm -hmm. like uh presentation is a a big part of what sells their games would you say king 
Would you say presentation is king? I, w- you know, I think I would. Go. I mean, and I will try it out. Presentation is king for EA's games, and so I can see where they wouldn't uh, feel all. They wouldn't really want to compromise that, especially mm-hmm. since every studio at EA, um, for better and a lot of times for worse, are being forced to use the Frostbite engine, their EA's proprietary engine, and that has not been ported to Switch as far as we know. Right. So there's obviously a lot of like things that would take a lot of time and manpower for them to do in order to get these games running on Switch. And the games that EA makes... They haven't been on Nintendo platforms for a really long time. So I can understand EA's wait and see approach more than I can understand Capcom's. Well, and I think there's also something to be said for like the, uh, the, the statement that we're going to wait for a year of the Switch being on the market to determine what the demand is. Um, I wonder if that is in a way EA recognizing that like their path to success on the Switch is not going to be port battlefront to 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 switch right that like games need to be designed for the platform specifically in its limitations in its you know uh portability and it's like control scheme and i wonder if like that's also part of it if like they're weighing what the actual demand for those games is versus what the resources it would take to make those games develop those games specifically um it's obviously a tricky balancing act. And, you know, like you said, they've opted out of Nintendo for a couple different platform generations and uh, almost entirely, right, on the uh, on the portable side. So, um, yeah, it makes sense. It's still a little bit of, like, it's a little frustrating where it's just like, well, you know, the the platform will have more demand if there are more games on it. So. It's, it's also one of those things where, like, to say we're going to wait a full year before we decide if we're going to put more games on it he's basically saying if we decide to put games on it the first you're going to see of these is tw- is in 2020 right yes you know game, hey games take a long time to make games take a long time to make and so i i feel like by basically saying we're gonna wait a year is them saying we're not putting games on the system because at that point you're looking at a system that's four years into its lifespan mm-hmm. you know uh nintendo will eventually have a follow-up to the switch it'll happen someday so well aren't, aren't they already um publishing that game it's a a, a third or it's a yet another developer but they're publishing that Faye yes game? yeah they are uh next year i think so mm-hmm. that is one ea published game that is coming to switch that apparently is happening because the developer pushed them super hard to do so right so and you know some uh, i don't know if like that that could be a um a signal for them if it does well or whatever who knows who cares we'll see what happens in a year <laughs> or just a couple months uh, then we'll we'll know or they'll know and then they won't tell us and we won't know <laughs> uh speaking of capcom in their latest financial release they confirmed that both ultra street fighter 2 and monster hunter double cross have performed well they called uh, Ultra Street Fighter 2 a smash hit. All right. And then additionally they said they are aggressively pursuing a multi-platform strategy for Switch and had no comment on Switch exclusive titles when asked about it. Okay. Well, we'll get more. Um so the uh, Ultra Street Fighter 2 sold like half a million ish copies. Um I was looking at uh all-time Capcom uh bestsellers uh this weekend and they're uh, like one of their best-selling games is uh, 
Resident Evil 5, um, which is, I'm going to say only, even though this is a lot of uh, uh, games sold, has only sold like 7 million copies. I think it would, I, I saw that as well. I think Resident Evil 5 was the one Resident Evil that had hit, that had passed the 10 million mark. Oh, okay. But I could be wrong. But even then, not that much. Not, I mean, considering that Mario Odyssey just sold 2 million copies. The one that surprised me weekend. was that Resident Evil 4 was at something like 7 million? Like, it was... It, so maybe, maybe that was what I was thinking. But obviously, yeah. like, it did well, but I think of that game as, like, a all-time Stone Cold classic. Right. So, and it's been re-released so many times, I'm surprised that it hasn't sold more. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And it is, you know, maybe one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I don't, maybe I don't understand Capcom's business at all. Or just games in general. Yeah, I mean, that's totally possible. <laughs> These things are very expensive to make. <laughs> they need to sell so many to be considered successful. And finally, the last Switch system update brought some big features like eShop preloading to the system, and we're finally seeing some games take advantage of that. Hey! Uh, Mario Odyssey was available avail- ugh, available for preload. Yeah, and the last time we talked about it, it was not yeah. yet available. And then, uh, and right now, both Doom and Skyrim are available. So uh, I'm just kind of... For selfish reasons, glad to see that uh, starting to roll out for some of these bigger titles because I'm all digital at this point and it saves a lot of time to... Yeah, just have them preloaded? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that makes perfect sense to me and I'm glad that that is something that's finally uh, working on this thing. Um, remember about a year ago we talked about uh, that I had preloaded uh, Pokemon Moon onto or Sun, whichever one I bought, um, onto my 3DS? We were like, oh, how was how that preload experience? And I was like, fine. I imagine that's as much as we have to say <laughs> about, about this on the Switch. I'll say it's more pleasant on the Switch than it is on the 3DS, only because everything is more pleasant on the Switch than it is on the 3DS. Mark, let's get out of the news. And with that, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh, remember, please rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, Share us on Facebook and Twitter. We love that. Um, I don't know why I said that like that. I'm so sorry. Um, we're going to be coming back on Thursday to talk about our favorite Nintendo trilogies. Um, and we're being kind of loose with the definition of the, of the term trilogy. Right, Mark? Yeah, but they all include three games. Yes. That is <laughs> there are other rules, too, but tune in on Thursday uh, and we will uh, explain it further there if you like mark and mine's opinions on anything else we write about comic books on retconpunch.com olivia duncan made our logo our music is provided by Apit betty you can check out his music by going to apitbetty.com or by listening right now for my co-host mark mitchell this is patrick ellers saying presentation is king and thanks for listening Network.